When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's strong response off the back. Five metres in front. Rosanna Rebels in second spot. The third quarter, 28-5. Uh, back along the pegs was Denny. And then Clemenis. Curio Gentleman, the widest runner around Jack O'Connor. Into the straight. Strong response led. Rosanna Rebel. Denny trying to pick up. Another Nien. Uh, further out then to Clemenis running on. Rosanna Rebel after strong response. Out wider though. Clemenis coming at them late. Another Nien. Clemenis hit the lead. Clemenis. Clemenis has just won it from either another Nien strong response Rosanna Rebel close up Clemenis uh, for Julie Douglas and Jack Law takes out race one the Allied Express non-metro winners pace Denny who was sent out the short price $1.70 favourite was easily crossed at the start muscled up just to be able to hold leaders back Clemenis worked to the breeze but then got cover from Ro- Rosanna Rebel who was three wide in a 57-1 first half. Mind you, first up from a spell from barrier seven. Clemenis was strong to the line down the stretch. Uh, just got the head out in front on the line. I said to Dan Malecki uh, on Friday form panel, talk that uh, I reckon this was going to be an amazing race and a, a terrific finish to start it off. Have a look at this. First three horses, half a neck separated them. But from first to tenth, 7.1 metres, it was a great go at the end. It was um, not a great way for me to start off my punting night. I was really keen on <laughs> Denny, Steve. And, um, yeah, he never looked comfortable, did he, at all? Um, he never looked comfortable at all in the run. He, he was slow out and he was chased along. I have sent Andy Gath a message uh, just this morning just to check everything everything was all right with him or if there was any reason that the stable was able to identify. He basically just said that the fact that they broke 29 for every quarter, he's just not used to that coming from New Zealand and, and racing that sort of tempo. So... We could probably give him a forgive um, mark there, but uh, I guess it's a little tough to cop when you uh, you take the dollar seventy as favourite. But um, look, he, he wasn't disgraced, but and he was certainly um, pretty game, only being beaten six point three metres. Did come um, up in the yeah, straight again, guy. didn't probably, he? Yeah, he did. He, he looked in stripe, but, but he did fight back. I know he finished second last, but as you said, that uh, first to last margin of just over seven metres is quite uh, quite amazing. Is that that tends to make form uh, analysis a little tough. Sometimes in racing you think if there's a blanket finish like that it's a it's a race you don't really want to trust going forward but I don't quite see it that way Steve. I reckon there's a lot of horses out of this race to follow to be honest. I'm exactly the same with you mate. I've got a couple of black bookers and, and a few to follow. Excuse me. <clears throat> just got a bit croaky there. Um, we'll just quickly run through those times. As you just mentioned they were running along a mile rate 153.2. The lead time in seven wasn't really that quick but 28.8 28.2 28.5 and 28.5 it was just an amazingly run race and as you said just that blanket finish 
I honestly, I've given every horse in this race a tick, and and I mean every single one of them. And even Denny, he'll improve off that run, no worries at all. Rosanna Rebel was massive. First up from a spell, barrier seven, worked to the death, 57-1 first half, and then got home in they got home in 57, and it's been beaten by 1.5 metres. She goes straight into our little black book. Strong response, the leader who got out and ran those times, a $34 pop straight into the little black book. Jack O'Connor, I thought, was super getting home. Better day was climbing all over him the finish. Curio Gentleman, it's run last, and yet his sectionals were absolutely terrific. He goes into the little black book. I mean, he's only beaten 7.1 metres, but it's not very often you throw a horse in that's run last into the little black book, but it was that good a run. When you have a look at the sectionals that he actually run off the back, um, I just had to scroll up. I thought I had it all set, but I've been caught out here. He's ran 153.7 and got home in 55.8, and he's run last. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's a race where anything you could back coming out of this. Yeah, I like you too, Black Bookers. Um, I must admit, probably at first glance, I potentially overlooked um, Rosanna Rebel, but uh, you make a really good case. Forced out, well, not forced out three wide, but did go three wide when they were just running along. Benzeria on uh, strong response, never come up for air. And yeah, just had to really work to get to that spot outside the leader. So I thought it was a really brave run, particularly first up. Strong response. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to win a lot of races with that racing style, isn't he, Steve? Like... Um, it, it's all all good and well to be a horse like um, Better Day, where you, you're relying on a bit of luck, and you know in this instance anyway, and and you look unlucky. But when you can go to the front and just keep rolling at a high tempo, you're going to win a lot of races, particularly around some tight tracks. Um, yeah, they were they're probably the two I liked out of the race. I thought the Better Day was the obvious eye catcher, climbing over heels and. And you know, looking very unlucky. Um, Courier, gentlemen, I know you referenced that um, those sectionals. I I did wonder whether they were correct, but if they are correct, fifty-five eight three last half is phenomenal, uh, running last. So yeah, really tricky race to um, dissect, but a very entertaining one to kick off the card, Steve. Yeah, well, you look at Kiro Gentleman, he's covered 24 metres uh, more than the race and only got beaten seven. So um... That's another reason why he goes straight into the little black book. But what a great way to kick off the night. Just um, yep. just a quick word on uh, Climentus quickly before we move on to race two, Steve. Um, I, I guess when you see these races, um, a lot of unlucky runs and eye-catching performances, you, you can go away from the winner. Um, he was very good. I know he got the nice run, the 1-1, and I thought it was a great drive by Jack Law. Um, Rosanna Rebel actually went down to the pegs around the corner, and... You watch Jack, and he's still just biding his time, um, floating out there in the death seat. He just knew the horse, what he had under him, and he just timed it to perfection. I thought it was a a very patient drive and one where he didn't panic. And this horse has been super, really, since coming from New Zealand. Beaten twice uh, at Mildura. I um, I actually haven't watched that replay, but I was told he... I think he shied at something, like a bird or something, um, on that occasion. And then he went up in the Riverina and won... And he's, um, his only other defeat here in Australia is off a, a crazy, crazy fast lead time at Bendigo when he led and folded up late. I think Captain Wilson come from last on the pegs to win it. So you can see how fast he went in front. Uh, Darren Carroll was all over him at Cranbourne. He led and won there. And he's won at Bendigo and won at Melton since. Um, yeah, very, very nice pickup for the Douglas stable and one of two winners on the night for them.
Yeah, five wins from his only seven starts in Australia. I had him picked for second because I was just so keen on Denny. So no surprise of him winning, but I was really surprised that he got out to $13. They were crazy odds for a horse with a form line like that. Hopefully, he won't be getting away on us again like he did that uh, in race one. Race two, Tim, was taken out by Hey You Hey Go You Good Thing. I always trip over that for some reason. For <laughs> Patrick Tomkinson, which was absolutely fantastic to see Patrick get a winner on a Metropolitan night. It wasn't a Metro race, but to get it home on a Saturday night at Melton was fantastic. Race two, the Mimosa Homes non-Metro wins pace. This is the second division of race one. We'll have a listen to the concluding stages gives ground. Sassiola behind the leader and then Duffy Hollow blasts the Ranger next to Pegs as they head off the back. They went 28-9 for the third quarter. And it's Hey Go, you good thing on the turn. Two metres direct command is under some pressure. Sassiola's awaiting the run, then blasts the Ranger. Duffy Hollow into the straight. It's Hey Go, you good thing from Sassiola, direct command. It's Hey Go, you good thing, two metres. Sassiola still trying to come through. It's Sassiola after Hey Go, you good thing. Hey Go, you good thing. Sassiola, they'll hit it together. Hey Go, you good thing just hey go you good thing a nose to sassiola direct command blaster ranger at big odds win a race for four hey go you good thing was a good thing in race two the mimosa homes pace for patrick tompkinson and james herbertson just getting the win over sassiola direct command third and blaster ranger the rank outsider sneaking into fourth he was able to bustle through at the start and just hold the lead from barrier one. Sassiola got the perfect run on the leader's back and direct command after working early, lobbed into the 1-1. The run to the line was a pretty close one. There was not much separating them here. Again, the first sort of half a dozen horses all going over the line within a couple of lengths were just a half ahead between first and second. Uh, Sassiola punched through on the sprint lane and looked like she was going to grab him all the way down the straight. You could see James Herbertson was just pr- for that line to come up and hey you good hey go you good thing just kept boxing on to stick his head out on the line and make sure he held on for the win sassiola was really game a direct command was a very good runner as well the times they ran in this 155 2 so a fair bit slower than the first race 7.2 lead time 29 first quarter 30.6 289 and 274 talk how did you see this and uh Hey, you go, you good thing. Got the drifts out too. As he opened up a very short price favourite and ended up going around at almost $5. Yeah, um, look, you've summed it up really well. I mean, it was a, a brave performance and, uh, look, a really um, you know popular result, I'm sure. Patrick Tomkinson only uh, has a really small team and he's a very popular guy around the traps. And, um, yeah, rap for him. He's obviously a... Um, Part of the SEN Trek family as well, so we can uh, we can claim that as a, an SEN Trek win in race two at Melton. But uh, look, he's he's been a, a troublesome horse, hasn't he? He's made a lot of mistakes in recent times, but uh, in the last month or so, Patrick's got him absolutely flying. He's won at Bendigo, he went went to Warrigal and won again, and then uh, yeah, on Saturday night at Melton, so three wins from his last six starts. Um, just the only thing Patrick's got to tick off now, Steve is. Uh, a victory when he's driving because, of course, it didn't all quite work out for him back on January 12 when he took the reins, but uh, I'm sure that'll come. Uh, James Herbertson, John Caldo and Greg Sugars, the winning drivers in his last uh, three victories, so he's um, he's gone for the best. Um, the one, uh, you've summed up the race really well. The one I really liked, and if I was running my own little black book, which I'm not, but the one I would throw in, I thought Stylish Jim was fantastic here. I actually thought it was one of the the better runs from a, a defeated horse all night. Um, 
Gary Living, the trainer, Matthew Craven, took the drive, was went wide, um, you know, in the last lap. And then actually, Matty thought, no, I'm going to cut my losses here and went back to the inside, was actually last on the pegs there and actually finished off with the best uh, third or the best final two quarters of the race and was only beaten five and a half metres on the line. I thought that was one uh, that some people may have missed. I reckon we can be looking forward to Stylish Gems next run. We might be able to have a bet. Well, I tell you what, Toc, I'll do you a favour and we will chuck it in to the little black book for you. How does that sound? Oh, that's very kind of you. And uh, that'll be, uh, let's keep an eye on Stylish Jim. Yeah, as I said, there's a few winning performances on Saturday night that I think warranted, um, you know, following further. But from the beaten brigade, I thought that was a really, really good run. And yeah, Stylish Jim goes in, uh, in the black book for us. Beautiful. We will have time to do race three here. So we're going to go to race three uh, before we head off to the news. Race three was the Elderbarren Park Trot taking out by easy pickings, a $51 pop. Uh, we'll have a listen to the concluding, stage, concluding stages and then we'll go through the review. 29.7 and it's the short price Royal Dan in front escaped the pace made a break uh, getting up within about a neck of the leader now is easy pickings Jasper third turning for home it's Royal Dan easy pickings is really testing it it's Royal Dan just in front easy pickings going with it it's Royal Dan easy pickings easy pickings put its nose in front easy pickings from Royal Dan and it's an upset easy pickings has won it easy pickings has got home from Royal Royal Dan second, third is going to be close, either Elderbaran Demi or Tweedledee trying to push through on the inside. Easy pickings, taking out the Elderbaran Park Trot, race three at Melton Saturday night for Shane Hoban and Jodie Quinlan, $51 the win it paid, beating the favourite in Royal Dan. Easy pickings form, actually... Look, it's been mixing its form up a lot, but it hasn't been that bad. It's been going okay. It's always thereabouts. But it just, I suppose, it just fell into the death seat, was left there when uh, Royal Dan worked a bit for the first 400 to run to the lead and, and nothing else wanted to come around and, and give uh, easy pickings cover. So left out in the breeze, didn't put any pressure on the favourite. Aldebaran Demi was camped on the back of it, 1-1. So no mid-race pressure it looked like it was a favourites race to, to lose, really, and, and easy pickings moved up to at the top of the straight. And I spoke to Karen Manning, uh, actually, after the race, and, and I said, wow, you wouldn't have expected that one to get past you. And she said, we were both travelling as we went to the straight, she said, and then I had to go for mine before Jody went for hers, and I knew I was in a little bit of trouble. And uh, easy pickings just kept sticking on uh, really strong. They went 2 minutes, 0.6. The lead time wasn't strong, 46.3, 32-3 first quarter, 31-1, 29-8. As you said, you'd think the favourite should have just been winning this, home in 28-4, but it got rolled by a head by easy pickings. Elder Baron Demi sitting at 1-1 in third, and Tweedledee, three back the fence, got home really well for fourth and uh, was an eye-catcher. Yeah, good summary, Steve. Um, it was really an all-honours victory to Easy Pickings, wasn't it? I mean, you just couldn't yep. knock uh, that performance. You you go back through the field and say, was there anything unlucky? And you say, no. You say, who had the hardest run? Well, probably Easy Pickings. Um, and he sat in the death and beaten the dollar twenty favourite at, at fifty to one. Um, yeah, I mean it, it was the favourite. You'd have to be a little bit disappointed if you took the shorts or you, you had multis or you had Royal Down one out in the the early quaddy. But um, yeah, just beaten by a better horse on the night. Um, the horse I backed 
Steve, was GC Calder. I had something small to win and a bit more the place. GC Calder actually beat home easy pickings the start prior. So um, I felt like I was on the right form lines, but um, <laughs> GC Calder ran into a little bit of trouble rounding the home turn, escaped the pace. Uh, Brent Lilly's trotter yep. actually galloped. And I'm not saying GC Calder would have won um, uh, by any means, but uh, would have certainly finished closer. So maybe one there. I'm not saying it's a black booker, but certainly one worth following and giving another chance. GC Calder. Uh, in good form, but uh, hard to take anything away from easy picking. Shane Hoban, the trainer, well done to him. That's the horse's fifth win for Shane. Um, I actually thought it was a really good run in the Cranbourne Cup. I think Easy Pickings finished fifth on that occasion, beating a decent margin to really good horses in Mafasa Metro and I'm Ready Jet, but I thought it was a pretty brave performance there. So, look, I'm not shocked that he won, but I'm a little shocked that he won from the death. That's probably the way I'd say it, Steve. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think I had it picked in fourth for my uh, selections from the Friday form panel. So, as I said, I, I expected it to be around that sort of first five, not knowing uh, whereabouts in that first five it would be. But uh, once it was sitting in the breeze, there was no way I would have backed it during the run and, and thought that it would have won. But, uh, gee, it just cruised up like it was uh, jiggy-jogging. And that's what Karen said. She yeah. said, I was a bit surprised at how well Jody was travelling when we were wheel to wheel. And she said, I was waiting for Jody to, you know, sort of get up hers a little bit and she didn't she said and I had to go for mine and that's never a good feeling on a dollar twenty favorite when uh, the roughies outside you and you've got to go for your horse first um Elder Baron Demi's just, you know, so ultra-consistent, racing really well, only getting beaten 1.6 metres. And as I said, Tweedledee, who was one of my roughy bets of the night, um, didn't manage to get into the third placing. It missed out just by the barest of margins because it was 1.6 metres for third and 1.6 metres for fourth. So there was a very, very small margin there. Uh, but it hit the line really well, and it seems to be starting to improve on its manners. So it's one to follow. Hasn't worked its way into the little black book, but it is is certainly one to follow here. So going forward, out of the first three races, well, I think we've found a few few horses to follow going forward. 